Well, hello, teachers. Welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Caitlin here. And Jessica, happy early Halloween, everybody. Yes, Halloween is right around the corner. I know it is some people's favorite holiday, but I have to tell you, I do not like Halloween. I don't mind it, but it's definitely not my favorite. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I am just so not into it. In fact, I have literally... I don't even know how many years now I've been a Giants fan. Like I wear the same exact Pence jersey because my maiden name is Pence. I wear the same exact Pence jersey. I wear my Giants. We're talking about baseball. Sorry, San Francisco Giants, if you're not familiar. We're both big fans. Uh, Total fans. And I honestly think it's been like 10, 11, maybe 12 years that I have worn the same exact thing. (laughs) I have definitely been a Giants player for past Halloweens, but do you know what my go-to costume is now? And this is kind of funny because yours is baseball. So is mine. I have been like, I guess the girl Dottie from a league of their own for the last three years. And Daryl, my husband has like also a baseball costume and we just keep (laughs) doing that. And I'm like, we could get a little more creative here. Oh my gosh. I love it. You know, it's pictures of ourselves on Instagram. So so we will. Yeah. This year we will for sure. But I can't remember two years ago, maybe I posted something on Instagram for Halloween. And I found a Halloween picture of you somewhere in your Halloween baseball league of their own outfit. (laughs) And I posted, I was like, happy Halloween. I didn't even realize or think anything of the fact that we were both baseball players. When I posted, I missed that whole thing. Like could have said something funny, but just totally missed the mark on that. We need to be more creative. I'm always looking at those teeth, like especially English teachers, they dress up as puns where they have like literary (laughs) costumes. And I'm so impressed. And I'm like, that's just not me. Not me. (laughs) That's not me either. I know. And one year your boys were, gosh, what were they? Top Gun. They were so Yes. Last year they were, they were like Maverick and Goose. They were pretty cute. I will say they still dress up in them. I love it. Even though it's not Halloween. Oh, how fun. Oh, you know, speaking of which Will was a fireman last year. I should get it out so he can just play in it. I wouldn't even have thought to do that. Oh my gosh. Do it, Caitlin. (laughs) Well, we are off topic. I apologize. Halloween has nothing to do really with what we're talking about, but the topic we are talking about is really incredibly important. So the title of this podcast episode is why taking the time to reignite your passion for teaching will make you more effective. And so today, we, so today, rather, we want to talk about a belief that we kind of see circulating amongst teachers online and in schools that we feel could really be detrimental to our own morale, our own confidence. You know, we've observed many teachers who seem to believe that it's just only a matter of time before teaching burns you out, before teaching makes you unhappy, or before teaching just feels completely unsustainable. And especially this year, right? Of all yeah. years, there's a lot of pressure on teachers, right? We're mm-hmm. all experiencing that. And we've noticed that a lot of the teachers who, in order to ward against that burnout and that frustration, they believe they just need to spend less time on the job, do less, disconnect as much as possible. Otherwise, you're on Zoom all day long or you're using you know, Google Classroom all day long. It's too much. Now, don't get us wrong. We're all for creating those strong boundaries about working smarter, not harder, right? You need to have a work-life balance. But what we'd like to talk about today is the idea that this job, teaching, is so, so special, right? And sometimes we might lose sight of that. And we're going to challenge you to think about how the more you put into it, the more you can actually get out of it. 
Yeah. And we don't necessarily mean the more time you put mm-hmm, into it. Mm-hmm. But it's just that law of reciprocity that exists in life, right? The more you put into something, the more you get out of something. And that's just something that I apply in just like small little ways in my life. I always tip really, really well. I will Mm -hmm. always give like a 25% tip because I feel like the more I put into this world of generosity, the more the world is going to give back to me. And so I know that's kind of a a strange one-off example, but I really think that that's true is the more we put into anything that we're doing, where we put our attention, that's what we're going to get back through that law of reciprocity. So finding that balance, right, of fully committing, right? We want to commit to just being an excellent educator. We like to call that the empowered educator. That's where Jessica and I really felt that we were right in our last few years in the classroom, but that we also have to protect our time and our energy, right? That is key. And you know, we love to talk about mindset. That's just something we are very passionate about. If you haven't had a chance to actually listen to episode 84, go listen to that one. It's all about how to make this kind of your best year yet. Like what's preventing you from making this your best year yet? We really talk about mindset in that one. And so I want you to, or I want to ask you rather to really just take a step back, right? And reframe some of that overwhelm that you might be feeling right now. So let's reframe, let's relook at what we're experiencing, what we're going through and see that reframing it is actually going to be really beneficial for us in ensuring that we are going to be more effective as an educator. We are going to be more passionate about teaching, about being in the classroom or virtual with our students. Right. So what if instead of focusing on all the things we have to do. Oh, I have to learn this new technology to use with my students. I have to be in a Zoom meeting for my department this week. I have to grade that stack of essays. Whatever it is, we all have to-do lists, right? And especially this year, again, it's overwhelming. But what if instead of thinking about all you have to do, you thought about all that you get to do to influence the lives of hundreds or even thousands of students, right? Take a moment to just Think about that for a second and dwell on all the beauty that is inside of teaching. All those moments you have with your students when they're like, oh, that was a really fun lesson. Or you're laughing over, you know, a special passage in a book, you know, when they get to that like aha moment in a book and you all get to experience that together, right? Focus on those moments and think about how in our teaching profession, right, we get to laugh with our students probably more than any other profession. We get to be lighthearted and connect with them every single day. And if we go into our daily lessons and we focus on that connection and what we're bringing to the table and what they're doing to us to bring some joy into our lives, it's really going to start affecting our mindset and make this a wonderful teaching year as opposed to a draining teaching Mm -hmm, year. mm -hmm. And so we know like a lot of those incredible perks, those things that Jessica is talking about, right? A lot of those elements of being a teacher can start to kind of sink to the bottom of our tank, right? Of our, of our awareness of where we're putting our attention because we are in a space maybe where we're feeling like we're drowning in paperwork. We're drowning in grading. We're drowning in planning all things that we've talked about on the podcast, right? Grading, planning, all of that stuff that you can be more efficient with your time, be more effective with your time so that you can show up as a better and different educator. But it's so critical though, that we keep that spark of passion alive, right? Especially this year so that we can bring our best selves to our students and deliver just incredible kick butt lessons every single day. Again, 
you get out of something, what you put into it. You are where you put your attention. So like Jessica said, if you are saying to yourself, I get to go to class today. I get to do this lesson with my students. I get to grade these papers and give them incredible feedback that's going to help them grow as writers and have an impact on how they communicate in their jobs in the future. If that's what you are thinking, right? Our thoughts shape our reality. So whatever we are thinking, whatever we are telling to ourselves, that is what our reality is going to reflect back to us. And I really want you to think about that. What we think directly impacts our reality. And if those thoughts are leaving you feeling frazzled and overwhelmed right now, let's talk about some things that you can do to actually move into that role of the empowered educator where you're just showing up for these lessons over the next few weeks or, and you know, you can always listen to this episode on repeat. Mm -hmm. You need that little kick in the butt, right? But what are some things you can do to show up to your, for your students and for yourself so that you have reignited that passion for teaching? So here's one idea, right? Put your paperwork aside. Don't grade those essays that you have. Give yourself a little break. Even if it's just for 30 minutes, take some time to connect to your true purpose as an educator. Mm -hmm. right? And that might mean something different for everybody listening. For some of you, that might mean, you know what? I'm going to call the parents of one of my students and just let them know, hey, Jackson did a great job today. He really participated in class or he wrote this awesome essay. Think about how you're going to make the parents day, how they're going to share that with Jackson or whoever the student is, right? And how you're going to feel really proud and connecting with your students. That's going to really set the tone for your lessons, for your instruction. Or for others of you, if you're not, you know, able to do that, maybe it means volunteering in your school community, stepping up for a new role with your principal. I know there's a lot going on this year, but maybe if you have an idea for how to improve something in your school community right now, you go into that role and you make a difference. And maybe for others, you're like, nope, I'm going to focus on lesson planning. I'm going to come up with a really fun Halloween lesson, or I'm going to come up with a really fun, engaging lesson that I'm just so excited and giddy to teach that I'm waking up and I'm pumped. I'm ready to show up on Zoom or walk into the classroom, whatever it is, and you're just all in. Mm -hmm. And when you show up that way, think about how your students are going to show up. You're going to have so much fun together, and it's going to really shift how you're approaching that lesson. Yeah. And however you spend this time, right? I probably, I'm not the one who's going to be able to go volunteer because I have a three-year-old, right? I might be the teacher who spends a solid chunk of my time mapping out my lesson plans, but however you decide to spend your time, allow that time to fill you up, right? And remind you of why you chose to become an educator. And I, I like to, it's interesting. I feel like there are so many parallels between owning and running EB academics with you mm -hmm. and having been a teacher, right? That when things get really tough for us, I focus on our why. Why are we doing what we're doing? Right. To help our teachers and to help students through our teachers, right? And so if you're a teacher, if you focus when things are getting really, really hard, what, what am I, why am I doing this? You are doing this to change and empower students' lives. Even if it's just one, even if it's just one student, what's the ripple effect that happens as a result of that one student being impacted by you and your presence in their lives. Because when that spark, that why, that reason for existing, I'm sorry to get a little woo, but it's the truth. When that reason for your existence, why you exist here, when that spark is present inside of you, you are 10 times, a hundred times, a thousand times more effective in delivering every single lesson to your students.
There's so much research to show that a teacher, you, are the most influential factor in a child's academic success. You, the educator, the teacher, you matter, right? So rather than always adhering to the default ideas of let's spend less time at school or leave school at school, just take a little extra time to invest in yourself in the part of the job that brings you the most joy. And that's not to say that spending less time at school, leaving at 3.15 is not an effective way to, you know, not feel burnt out. I left right. school Sometimes by to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was kind of what I, what we started doing yeah. when you become an effective lesson planner, you can leave at school, school at three mm-hmm. 30, but you're not leaving school and kind of forgetting all of your responsibilities. You've set yourself up so that you can leave school at three 30 and be an effective educator. Absolutely. And so we hope something in this episode just connected with you or sparked an idea in you of a way to reignite that passion in education. Again, especially this year, we really need to put a stop to those to-do lists and all that negativity and focus on the why, like Caitlin mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. So if you do something this week, next week, whatever it is to reignite your passion, we'd love to hear about it. Let us know on Instagram, share with the community. Maybe it will inspire somebody else to yeah. reignite their passion and we can all support each other. Yeah. So keep us posted. We'd love to hear <laughs> I do want to say one more thing. Sorry, before we end, I was listening to a really interesting podcast episode the other day um, with a psychologist who works with really famous um, people. And she was just talking about the whole concept of of really what we tell ourselves shapes our reality, this whole idea. Mm -hmm. And it was so powerful to me because she's like, we're not all perfect, right? We're all going to tell ourselves something that, that isn't what we want to be hearing or isn't what we're trying to work on to better ourselves. And so I want to give an example for, um, for where we are, Jessica and I are personally, when we're recording this episode, we have this huge task ahead of us. I don't know that we can share it with you yet or not. So I'm not going to say what it is, but we have this huge task ahead of us. And everyone in my life is like, oh my gosh, that's going to be so hard. Like, are you sure you want to do that? And Mm -hmm. is that happening for you too, Jess? I'm feeling the support, but it's definitely like, can you take this on right now? You've got a lot going on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I keep hearing too. And so when we hear those things, right, that becomes what we, we tell ourselves. And so I've had to be very intentional with telling myself I get to do this. This Mm -hmm. is so cool. I am so excited. So I am giving myself my subconscious to help shape my reality and what's going to happen for us as we take on this project to remove the beliefs of people in my life impacting me so I can have control over what happens to me in my life, over my reality. And you know what's really cool, you guys, is when I am feeling like overwhelmed by this task or even working on other stuff, I will get like a text from Caitlin and she will be so enthusiastic and she will say, (laughs) oh my God, I just had the best idea, blah, 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 blah. Or I can't wait to share this with you. And it just pumps me up. And then it changes my attitude. And I'm like, you know what? This is wonderful. So I think that's important too. This is kind of like a ripple effect too, but Mm -hmm. surround yourself with people who are also reigniting their passion. Because when Mm -hmm. I get those texts from Caitlin, I'm all in again, and I'm not focused on the negativity. And I think as teachers, we can do the same thing. If you're feeling burnt out this year, don't hang around other burnt out teachers. All you're going to talk about is, oh my gosh, we have another meeting or, oh my gosh, this happened in Zoom today. No, focus on the positive stuff, the good stuff, and truly make this your best year yet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. We, I'm not sorry. 
I hope that you love that because <laughs> as, as, as much as it's not like, here's three tips to go do this, mm-hmm. this work, this inner work of working on ourselves is going to have such an incredible impact on your classroom. We are a reflection of our thought lives. So your classroom is a reflection of your thoughts. Think about that. So if you are seeing something in your classroom that is not in alignment with what you want in your life, maybe it's coming subconsciously from somewhere within yourself. So take a step back, look at that, work on that within yourself and really find the time to reignite your passion for teaching because you're going to become that empowered and effective educator. All right, you guys, happy Halloween. Let's happy end with Halloween. Halloween. Let's go back to lighthearted from intense right? and in-depth back to lighthearted with Halloween. Okay, wait, really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Happy Halloween. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Like, what were you like, score? Yes, I got that. Oh, well, I know what your answer is. We do? <laughs> yes, uh, candy corn. Oh, my God. Whatever. I'm on, like, bag number two of candy corn. I was going to – We're we recording this to- in September, by the way. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it'll be a lot more by Halloween. When okay, we well, used yours. to meet to work together, you and I, when we would meet at the school to work, you would be eating ba- just, like, you'd have a whole bag of candy you know, corn. Do I'm you like, know our principal that we both worked day. for? He used to buy me candy corn if he wanted me to like take on an extra task. He's like, here, I got you a bag of candy corn. Do you think you could help out with, you know, that meeting after school on Tuesday? Oh my anyway, gosh. over share. I don't have a favorite candy and you know why? So this is a side note and I don't even know if anyone's still listening to this part of the <laughs> podcast episode, but I am deathly allergic to peanuts and nuts. So candy is not like something that's a part of my life. And maybe that's why I don't like Halloween is because yeah, I go that's true. You can't eat it. Eat any of the candy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to love crunch bars, those <gasps> little blue ones, yes. but they've since changed their um, ingredients. So it says may contain or manufactured uh, facility. So I can't eat them anymore. So that okay. was a really, you know, question that got me <laughs> in a bad place. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Back That's to okay. Things. Everybody That's okay. have a great Back to positive things. I love how much you love candy corn. Oh, there we go. Yes. Thanks. There we go. We'll end on that. <laughs> All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. We'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye.